Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. Heavenly Father, you graciously manifest your Son to us, who never deserved to know you, much less to see you face to face. And yet you sent your Son to come down in our own form, in our own likeness as a fellow man, so that we could truly know you so that we could truly be redeemed, and so that we may not only be forgiven, but receive life, and life abundantly. We thank you and praise you, Lord, for this epiphany to the Gentiles, that you don't keep your secret plan secret only to you, but that you reveal yourself through your Son to us and to the entire world. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. The epiphany of our Lord. It is key in salvation history to see this fulfillment of the Old Testament today. This epiphany, this manifestation as we prayed in the collect for the day. That Christ reveals himself to the Jew first and then also to the Gentile, to the nations. For although our Lord is a Jewish Messiah, He is also our Savior for those who are not of the flesh and blood of Abraham. For our Lord is here to find and claim His flock. And as St. Paul teaches us, not all those who have the blood of Abraham's seed running through them are truly Abraham's sons and daughters. We see in the reading from Isaiah in chapter 60, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. And indeed, this does describe Christ Jesus, the light of the world, the light from all eternity, the glory of the Lord God coming down to us as a babe in the manger. Isaiah continues, For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. That's what Epiphany is about. Christ's manifestation to the Gentiles, to the ones who are not under the covenant, but are invited to come into a new covenant. And the epiphany that we celebrate today is one step towards seeing this vision become a reality. As we progress through the gospel readings over this next year, this journey that we're on together, I want you to take heed and keep listening for how Christ is constantly revealing himself to those who are not of the flesh and blood of Abraham, to those who are despised by God's people, the Jewish people, because they're not part of the covenant. And yet the good news is that God saves His people, and His people is growing and expanding to those who cling to Him by faith, who trust in Him for what He has done and what He is doing for His people. As we dive in to the reading from Ephesians, we see St. Paul, a fellow Jew, like Christ, going now to the Gentiles, writing a letter to a church 
telling them that for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, he is a prisoner for their behalf. He suffers for a people that's not his own because he knows that what Christ has done once and for all upon that cross is to make a new people and to call all people, as Isaiah prophesied, to himself. Indeed, in Ephesians, we hear from St. Paul how the mystery was made known. That's important. It was quite a mystery as to how God would accomplish salvation. We see hints, we see prophecies, and looking back, we can see, oh, it makes so much sense, it was always there. But yet there was a cloud over the face of the people. But that mystery was made known. And for Paul, he points out, it was made known to me by a revelation. When he literally is knocked off of his ride with the Lord Jesus coming to him and revealing himself to Paul. Just as the Gentiles have their eyes opened as they see the manifestation of Christ Jesus there in the manger and throughout his entire life. Paul continues in Ephesians, You can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And what is this mystery? It's not kept hidden for ages, not kept hidden for eternity. St. Paul clearly says in verse 6, The mystery is this, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs. They are members of the same body, not a separate body, not another family, but the same body. And they are partakers in the promise through Christ Jesus, through his gospel. That's good news. That God has come to save a remnant from all peoples of the earth, of every tribe, every nation, speaking every language. And St. Paul continues in verse 7, Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which is given to me by the working of his power. Paul constantly emphasizing it's all God. He doesn't boast. Elsewhere he talks about if I could boast, if I did want to boast, I would boast in how much I knew the law how I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. But instead, he points out it's a gift of God's grace. And it was given to me by the working of his power. Not because I suddenly came to an aha moment, or what we may call an epiphany. But instead, the epiphany that we realize in our own lives, knowing God and knowing his salvation and knowing his son, Jesus Christ, it all comes through a revelation from God. It comes to us as an epiphany, as that aha moment, not because we're so well learned, because God has revealed himself to us. Because God has peeled back the darkness of our hearts and shown his light in. And what is God's light? What is it made of? It's the substance of the person of Jesus Christ. The living truth, the living word of God. When we are lit up, by the flashlight, by the beam, by the power of Jesus. We see ourselves for who we really are. And all of us should recall when we see just how truly sinful and in error we are. And for some of us, we see how dark we are and we wish to be exposed to the light. And our whole life as a Christian is being exposed more and more to the light. Being burned by that light because we're being purified 
Lord willing, we're being purified in holiness by the way we live, by the way we walk with Christ, by the good works we should be producing out of a love for what God has done for us. But far too often, for, for too many, the reaction is to recall and to stay in the darkness and to reject the light, as St. John warned in his gospel. And Paul, he emphasizes in verse 8 that for him, who is the very least of all the saints, because he knows who he is, when it was revealed to him by Christ who he really is, a sinner persecuting the very body of Jesus Christ, the church, he realized that he truly is the very least of all the saints. And yet, this grace is given to him to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring light for everyone. What is the plan of this mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things? And why? Why preach the gospel? Why preach to the Gentiles? Why preach to those who do not believe, refuse to believe? So that through the church, through Christ's own body, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and to the authorities in the heavenly places. Not only to the princes of the Gentile nations who rage, but also to the very rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. For God is in all. And this, St. Paul tells us, is according to the eternal purpose that he has realized, that he has manifested through the epiphany, through the revealing, through the advent of Christ Jesus our Lord. And now, now Christian, we sinners exposed to our actual darkness and just how dark we are by the light of God, by Jesus Christ, we now through Jesus, through what he has done for us once for all upon the cross, through the power of his resurrection, breaking the bonds of sin, hell, and Satan, trampling it down upon his own feet. Now it's through Christ. It's in him, as verse 12 tells us, that we have boldness, that we have access with confidence. Through what? Through ourselves? No. But through our faith, through our trust, through our belief in him. And it's for that reason, with that boldness, that confidence, that Paul, who's a prisoner for the Gentiles, ends this part of his letter saying, I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for you, which is your glory. To serve Christ, to serve our King, will mean suffering in our life. Maybe not like Paul, but you can't rule that out. And maybe it's not the kind of suffering that we see the apostles, the martyrs, have suffered. But nevertheless, it's a suffering for our Lord. Because those in the world who are still in the darkness do not like the light. But we must remember, friends, that we are not waging war against fellow human beings, but against the very heavenly powers and authorities that Paul is talking about. That Christ is being proclaimed not only to the nations and to the Gentiles, but also to those authorities, to those false authorities of Satan and his demons, and showing them that God is king and they are not. And the good news for us is that we here on earth have this free hand being offered to us from God himself, Christ Jesus, that just as Peter 
although he walked momentarily on the water, when he doubted, when he lacked faith and that trust, he started to sink and he cried out, save me. And Christ Jesus instantly grabbed him and pulled him onto the boat and calmed the storm. And that is who Jesus is. That's what he has done for us and will do for you by placing our trust, our belief that God sent his son, his only begotten son, to save the world, to save us sinners. If we simply trust in that promise that he's given us. And this is how God fulfills his promise to Father Abraham of having sons as many as the stars are in the sky by making us adopted sons of God, grafting us Gentiles into the church, into Israel. And so when we see these three wise men, these magi, coming and bringing gifts, we sang it when we first came in, We Three Kings, such a wonderful and beautiful hymn, that these gifts that we see being brought to the babe in the manger, prophesying and telling us exactly who Jesus is. And we're going to hear and see as we go through the gospel this year, just who is this Jesus. And the gifts tell us exactly who he is. Gold, because he is a king. Gold, for as we just sang, to crown him again. Frankincense, Frankincense offered by the priests in the temple to praise God. Incense that we see even in Revelation of St. John, representing the prayers of the saints. And the frankincense here being offered because it's being offered to God himself in the manger to glorify God the Son. God the Son, who is also our great high priest forever, as in the line of Mekizeldek, as we hear in the book of Hebrews. And then finally, last but certainly not least, myrrh. It's bitter perfume, we've sang, breathes a life of gathering gloom, sorrowing, sighing, bleeding, dying, sealed in the stone-cold tomb. O star of wonder, star of light, star with royal beauty bright, westward leading, still proceeding, guide us to thy perfect light. That myrrh, that same scent upon the body of the dead, upon the body of our Lord Jesus, after he has died and suffered for us on the cross, lying in that tomb. But death will not hold him. Death could never hold the author of life. And he became one of us so that he would conquer death. So no more would the wages of our sin result in our death forever. But instead, through the death of the Son of God, we have hope in life through him. That is the manifestation of our Lord. That is the epiphany we have been given. That God became man so that man might become like the Son of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd, Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. 
Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is meet and right. 